your top stories on Blitz this hour. Bits and Black Leopards match abandoned due to inclement weather. The Proteas and England set for battle in Durban. Excitement builds ahead of Federer Nadal clash in Cape Town. 2020 MotoGP action on the horizon. And the latest Super Rugby and Six Nations team updates. Yamaha launched their 2020 MotoGP team in Malaysia with returning riders Valentino Rossi and Maverick Vinales joined by the new high-profile test rider Jorge Lorenzo back at the team that helped him win three world titles. Lorenzo retired from racing at the end of last season following a frustrating year alongside Marc Marquez at Honda but the Spaniard is expected to make a wildcard appearance for Yamaha in 2020. Rossi heads into his eighth campaign with Yamaha, seeking an eighth Premier Class world title, which would see the Italian equal his compatriot Giancomo Agostini's long-standing record. Vignales, now in his fourth season with Yamaha, will be hoping for a better showing than the third-place finish in 2019. The 2020 season gets underway in less than a month. Suzuki held their team launch in Malaysia on Thursday ahead of the 2020 MotoGP season, the team's 60th in the sports. Riders Joan Mir and Alex Rins revealed the livery on their Suzuki's for the new campaign, a blue and silver design that harks back to the 1962 bike, which Ernst Diger rode to the team's maiden world title. After a fifth-place finish overall in the 2018 season, his second in the Premier class, Rins won the American and British Grand Prix in 2019 and rose to fourth in the final standings. His fellow Spaniard Mir failed to reach the podium last year, but the former Moto3 world champion recorded top 10 finishes in six of the last seven races in his debut MotoGP campaign and ended up 12th overall. The target for us this year is trying to, to get more, more victories, uh, trying to, to do more than, more than two, uh, much more. So let's, let's work for this. Uh, last year we finished the year re in really good shape. Uh, then we had some injury in the middle of the year that conditioned a, a little bit the second part. But, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, if, if we start how we finished or even better, we'll be really, really good. The MotoGP season is approaching with Doha hosting the first stop of the year. Watch the action from the opening round on Supersport. The Vodacom Bulls will look to put the disappointment of the opening weekend of Super Rugby behind them when they face the DHL Stormers at Newlands in Cape Town in the second round. While the North-South derby is sure to bring the best out of both sides, the Bulls are without a win against the Stormers in Cape Town since 2011. The return of Trevor and Yakane is sure to add the necessary muscle to an already impressive Bulls scrum. The Stormers, though, will be out for revenge with the 40 points to 3 defeat to the Bulls in the first round of the 2019 season still in the back of their minds. No, it's, it's in my back of my head. I know 2011 was the last time, but uh, it's a big occasion for us. I mean, maybe the last time that the Bulls will play at, at, at Newlands. So uh, uh, we're looking forward to it and we, it will be great to, to, to get a win uh, at Newlands for the last time. That's why Trevor is back. Uh, we need the best guys in the pitch and uh, he's going to be up front. Uh, that's the way the Stormers play and that's 
where the Bulls play, always at uh, North South Derby, and that's the that's the way the game is the game going to go. The inclusion of Trevor and Yakani is the only change for the Vodacom Bulls for the weekend's highly anticipated North South Derby at Newlands. The backline sports Ivan van Sale at scrum half and veteran Mornay Stain in the number 10 jersey. It's a 5-3 split on the bench for the Bulls with utility back Divan Rousseau added to the match day 23. The Stormers will look to build on their impressive start to the season with Damien Willems is set to shine for the home side in the back line, packing the pace of Siabello, Sinatla and Sergio Peterson on the wings. Stephen Kitsoff leads at prop with the likes of Skara and Tubini and Franz Malarbe indicating an upfront battle looming. Jean-Luc Duplessis, Kubis Visa and Wilco Lowe will add the punch from the bench for the Stormers with Ali Fremark also included. Following their impressive win over the Bulls, the Sharks will be looking for more of the same when they take on the Highlanders in round two of Super Rugby. Sean Everett's men got their campaign off to a great start in Durban, defeating their fierce rivals 23-15, with Sibisiso Nkosi and Sanele Nohamba both crossing the chalk. The Sharks enjoyed but a brief stay on home turf before they headed overseas for the start of a four-match tour of New Zealand and Australia. They kick things off against the Highlanders who will be playing their first match this year after enjoying a bye in round one. The Highlanders didn't have the greatest of seasons in 2019 and will be desperate to improve on that this year. They finished the league phase of the competition in eighth place before being knocked out by eventual champions the Crusaders in the quarterfinals. Simple but so effective, and the Highlanders strike back. Round two of Vodacom Super Rugby gets underway with the Highlanders kickstarting their campaign against the South Sea Sharks. Crusaders are away to the Chiefs. The DHL Stormers welcome the Vodacom Bulls to Cape Town, and the Hurricanes travel to Argentina to take on the Jaguares. Two of rugby's oldest rivals face off on Saturday as Scotland host England in round two of the Six Nations. England got their tournament off to a disastrous start as they were comprehensively outplayed by France in Paris in their opener. Despite England coach Eddie Jones's threats that his side would physically dominate the French, it was the home side that were the aggressors as they cruised to an emphatic 24-17 victory. Taken by Rates again. More. Scotland, meanwhile, travelled to Dublin to take an island in their first match. The Scots were certainly up for the challenge, but were left to ruin a number of chances that went to begging, including a knock-on from star fullback Stuart Hogg with the try line at his mercy. Hogg is over! Did he ground it? He was just trying to pull it down and he let it go! Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Scotland went on to lose 19-12, but will be confident of bouncing back against the English. The Scots last lost to England in 2017. They cruised to victory in 2018 before pulling off a phenomenal comeback last year on their way to a thrilling 38-all draw. Here goes Johnson! Sam Johnson! Going for gold! Can he get there? He can! It's a fairy tale finish! Jones has made five changes to the England squad for the clash. 
Willie Hines replaces Ben Youngs at scrum off. Jonathan Joseph takes over from the injured Manu Tuilagi at outside centre. Marku Vinopoulos starts at loose head. George Cruz comes in for Charlie Eels in the second row. And Lewis Ludlam starts on the blind side ahead of Courtney Laws, who drops down to the bench. More crunching Guinness Six Nations rugby comes your way when Ireland hosts Wales, Scotland welcome England to Murrayfield and Italy make a trip to France. Catch it all live on your World of Champions. The Blitzbox have received a promising draw for the Los Angeles Sevens taking place from the 29th of February to the 1st of March. Neil Powell's men who finished as runners-up in Sydney last weekend currently sit second in the overall standings, nine points behind leaders New Zealand. The South Africans have been drawn in Pool B alongside Ireland, Canada and Kenya. Sydney winners Fiji are in Pool A where they'll face France, Argentina and Korea. Hosts the USA who'll be aiming to win their third straight title on home soil were drawn in Pool C with Samoa, Scotland and Australia, while the Kiwis are in Pool D alongside Wales, England and Spain. The next stop on the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series is Los Angeles. Don't miss any of the action from California on your World of Champions. Strong winds pummeled the pros in round one of the Ram Cape Town Open on Thursday. Despite the tricky conditions, there were a number of excellent scores. Daniel Fantonda posted the lowest of them, a 6 under par 66 at King David Mowbray. He leads by one after the first round. Uh, the wind was blowing hard. Eh? I mean, I don't know what's, what's uh, gusting and stuff, but um, it's quite tough out there. I mean, sometimes on 110 yards, I was uh, hitting a 6 iron keep it nice and low and try to keep it straight into the wind, but uh, it was tough. Of the two courses being used, the lowest scores came from King David Mowbray. Playing in the group behind Fantondo was Toby Tree. The Englishman carded a 5 under 67. It was a round that contained four birdies, an eagle and just one dropped shot. Really happy with that. Last few weeks I haven't got off to the best starts. Bit of a different approach really, try to be a bit more relaxed, sort of just just play golf, but then obviously it was very windy. I'm used to it back home. Um, hold a nice par part on one, and then just, yeah, played well the front nine and got off to a good start. JC Ritchie was amongst the early starters at King David Mowbray. The winner of last week's Limpopo Championship and the Gauteng Team Championship a week before that is again in the mix. He opened with a 4 under 68. Conditions didn't make it easy. Um, I really did play quite well. Um, hit the ball brilliant, made some brilliant putts. Um, I feel like I'm rolling a little bit off last week, um, not having all the energy and the game's still there, so quite happy with that and um, trying to just stay patient around here in this weather is, is quite important. Damien Perrier joined Ritchie in a tie for third after a 68. They now head to the trickier Royal Cape Golf Club for round two of the Ram Cape Town Open. The final round of the Supersport Ladies Challenge again produced drama at the final stages. Tandy McCallum saw a three-shot lead disappear on the back nine after what was a sterling display of golf to finish six under par of the regulation play. Lejean Lethwaite started the day as leader but grinded the final round out, keeping just in touch to also finish on the six under mark of the three rounds. It took only one playoff hole to decide the winner. Unfortunately for McCallum, her third to the 18th hole found the water. 
although not neither lift weight made a fine approach to the 18th and birdied the hole to claim her second Sunshine Tour victory. It's special, any win is special. Um, yeah, it's just putting that experience in the bag and, and hopefully carrying that forward. And yeah, very, very, very happy. Phil Bauhaus sprinted clear of the peloton to take the stage while leading out for Mark Cavendish on day three of the Saudi Tour 2020. The German hit the front of the bunch after the final turn with 500 meters to ride. Cavendish locked to his wheel, but after gaining a small gap, Bauhaus launched his sprint with no one able to follow. Can he do it? Phil Bauhaus of Bahrain McLaren going for the line. Bauhaus, they've outwitted them. They all went for Cavendish, but it was Bauhaus they were going to ride for. They sat up. Cavendish took them all off his wheel. Bike racing and tactical genius by Bahrain McLaren. Phil Bauhaus takes the stage. Bauhaus's victory was the first for Bahrain McLaren after new team principal Rod Illingworth took over the squad in the off-season. South Africa's Reinhard Janser van Rensburg from NTT Pro Cycling finished just behind the German. Don't miss the 137km fourth stage of the Saudi Tour. The action coming to you live on your World of Champions.